did I say? What did I say? I said, don't break anything while I'm gone. And what happens? All of this. All of this. Good Lord. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Happy Wednesday, or as I like to call it, Monday. I am back. I am live. I am here. You can weigh in at 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Pete Callender here. And uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with me. I appreciate it. I also appreciate Brad Slager taking over the reins for me for the last few days. Uh, I went up to New York. uh, I had the the family fest with uh, the parents' birthdays, also with the... uh, uh, brother-in-law who retired out of the Coast Guard, so uh, it was a uh, it was a good time, uh, and uh, but glad to be back. And of course, yes, I started seeing all of the uh, the news reports about the raid. Not a raid, sorry. Don't call it a raid. We're not allowed to call it a raid. This is the new redefinition. Real, I I swear, I need to make an app. I really do. I need to make an app that evolves minute by minute about what's acceptable speech and what is not acceptable speech and what words are to be used and not used, depending on whatever the given situation is, right? The most recent example we had was, uh, is it a recession, not a recession? Oh, and I saw today that they're like, yay, there was 0% inflation. Go us. 0% inflation for July. Yeah, because it, because it's gone up so much. Also, people stop driving because it's too expensive. The things I'm sure the fact checkers will be right on top of it. I'm sure they're they're pounding out the stories as we speak, issuing the Pinocchios as we speak. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Now, maybe, and it's hard to say right now because um, the uh, Department of Justice is not saying anything. It's now been like 48 hours or so, right? It's been two days. And they haven't put out any kind of a statement, which from a communication standpoint, um, the technical term is crap. That's crap. What is going on here, guys? You need to put out some sort of a statement. Something. You need to put out something. And don't tell me you, don't tell me you didn't have any idea about what was going to happen when you raided, not raided the former president's house. You knew what this meant. You knew how he was going to react. You knew how half the country would react. You knew how media would react on both sides. Right? You knew this. And yet here we still are without any kind of a statement. So now, of course, we get the leaks. We get the leaks to the New York Times, to the, you know, the, the usual suspects that are uh, basically in the employ of the intelligence community that put out the, uh, quote, official story. Don't attribute it to me, though. Because they want their narrative, their storyline, to get out to the public and then to calcify, to harden. And then that becomes, quote, the truth. And so where do you go to find capital T, capital T, the truth? Well, you go to the New York Times, right? Right. The New York Times. Oh, ah, you know what? I think they found the P tape. That's what this. Oh, yeah. That's Trump had the P tape all along. It was in his vault in Mar-a-Lago. No wonder we couldn't find it. Oh, no. They found the Alpha Bank connection. That's what happened. Yeah, they found the documents connecting him to the Russian bank. 
Oh, no, they found the audio recording of him saying that all of the dead soldiers, uh, you know, why did they do this? He didn't understand the comments he made to, uh, was it uh, was it General Kelly, I believe it was, right? Which didn't happen. Obviously, like, all of these things did not happen. So when you raid, don't raid, the president, the former president's house, and you don't put out any kind of a statement, but you leak out to your IC intelligence community uh, mouthpieces when you leak that stuff out. Is it any wonder why we don't believe you? I don't believe them. I, what, what am I to make of this? What am I to make of this? I gave a lot of leeway. I gave, I try, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. I try to give institutions the benefit of the doubt. Oh, no, wait. No, they found some more texts between Peter Strzok and Lisa Page that totally, totally undermine all of the stuff that they actually, yeah, tweet. Oh, no, they found, they found the FISA warrants that were actually the correct FISA warrants. I gave you guys a lot of leeway. I really did. I gave you guys a lot of latitude. But when you abuse the trust as you have. Oh, wait. No, they found some more people that were plotting to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer that weren't FBI agents. No, they didn't. Come on, guys. What are you doing here? Oh, wait. Nobody asked President. That's actually true. Nobody did ask President Biden. Nobody asked him, apparently, at his press conference today or his appearance where he was touting his uh, uh, the military I think this was the burn pit bill. Um, yeah, he was out there talking about, you know, his his long held commitment to the military, unless, of course, you're you know stationed in Afghanistan. But like his long held commitment to the military and then, you know, touts his own record on inflation. It got so high that it actually hit the peak. And. Uh, and you didn't ask a single question about whether he knew anything. Look, I actually believe that Joe Biden didn't know anything about the DOJ raid, not a raid. I guess we can call it, would this, would this be a trans raid? Because it, it doesn't identify as a raid? I, I have no problem believing that Biden was not aware of it. Either intentionally, his handlers, uh, his aides, his, uh, his advisors, they did not want him to, uh, to get any on him, you know? So they said, hey, you know what? We'll just keep the big guy out of this. And uh, much like Hunter Biden does. And, uh, you know, we, we, he, he won't be involved with any of this, so he'll have plausible deniability, right? So I could see that happening. I can also see it happening that somebody actually did tell him, and he just doesn't remember. That's possible, too. Or um, they, just, they just operate without his approval on stuff and without telling him. But people in the White House knew. It's not hard for me to believe that Biden didn't know, because I think there are a great many things that Biden doesn't know. Daily doesn't know if he just shook your hand or not, for example, like, oh, I shake your hand and then you shake someone else's hand and then, hey, shake my hand again. What? No, he doesn't know if a person is actually standing next to him when he reaches out his hand to shake their hand. He doesn't know that doesn't know how to stop a bicycle. I mean, there are all sorts of things he doesn't know. So it's not that difficult for me to believe this would be one of the long list of things he doesn't know. So all of that being said, we're going to go through and try to figure out as best we can what's going on with the raid not a raid, the trans raid we're going to try to figure out what's happening with the trans raid
Oh, no, they found the orders from Putin ordering the disinformation op with Hunter Biden's laptop. That's what it was. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Lots of stuff in that safe down in Mar-a-Lago confirming all of the things that the intelligence community... Intelligence community? Is that how I should start saying it like that? The intelligence community? Um, all of these things that the IC, these color revolutionaries, right? The, all of the... that No, that... That is not a racialized term. No, that's the the color revolutions that we uh, that we engage in overseas. That the intelligence com- or the intelligence community engages in overseas. You know, John Bolton talked about how he does coup d'état and uh, how he has been involved in coup d'état. And um, yeah, we, we we provoke these uh, over the overthrowing of governments and such and. Uh, yeah, reestablishing different governments and and the like, these color revolutions. All right, so all of those things that we saw over the duration of the Trump presidency that turned out to be nothing, they were built on lies. The people who are in positions of authority in the in the intelligence communities, they are community in the agencies, they they propagated lies. That's what they did. And they used willing accomplices in the media, folks like Maggie Haberman at the New York Times, I've got a piece by her. Folks like Michael Isakoff, uh, I got a piece by him. I don't even know who he works for. He bounces everywhere. I mean, well, yes, he, yes, he works for the intelligence community. That's, but he, I mean, his byline appears in various publications. So this is what they subjected us to. It's a form of gaslighting, and it's meant to destabilize, and that's obviously what we have been going through. I, and this is not an opinion that I jumped to. You know me. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But when they tell you what they're doing and they say this is their expertise and you've seen them do it other places and then you see them doing things here that resemble those very things and they keep getting caught in all of the lies and it takes years to sort of unpack the lies and then they they all end up like Andy McCabe and Peter Strzok. They all end up with these cush gigs as talking heads on media outlets, this it's pretty undeniable at this point, is it not? And look, I'm not one who buys into the whole uh, this the, the Trumpian assertion that uh, he's the most persecuted president ever. I mean, I I rank those who got assassinated as higher on that list. That's just me. Now, I know it's not necessarily persecution, but I think when you get murdered. Like that, you're you're at the top of the list. You go to the top of the list as, quote, persecuted, okay? But I get his argument. I get his assertion that he has been subjected to things, this, this concerted effort to oust him and undermine him from the beginning. And, and by the way, I believe a lot of that is self-induced. I do. I believe, I believe if he had been more disciplined, if he had... I don't know, had better people around him, which is weird because he always said he hired the best. But uh, if he had better people around him, better advice, or he listened to it or whatever, I, I don't know in every situation why he did the things he did. But Trump has been his own worst enemy on a lot of stuff. And when you, you know, when you get up there and you make speeches and you, you know, every sentence has an expiration date to it and it's the period at the end of the sentence, then it gets kind of hard to believe you. And I was told during the Trump 
candidacy in 2016 and 2015. I was told, oh, you're taking him seriously or you're taking you got to take him literally, not seriously. I still don't know what that means. I still don't know what that means. I rely on language. It's one of my big arguments against the left now is that they want to corrupt the language and they want to make words mean different things. And I, I reject that. I reject the idea that I'm supposed to uh, just pivot from, you know, one definition to another. It was one of my big problems with Donald Trump as well. Now, all of that being said, I don't trust the DOJ at all on this. And the fact that they've taken, what, two days now and still haven't released any kind of a statement and are relying on their mouthpieces in media outlets to spread the narrative, it follows the exact same pattern as all of these other examples I've been listing. They want, the, they want the narrative to calcify, and then that becomes the truth. And by the time we find out all of the details, it's going to be a year down the road, maybe two. What are the, what's the play here? Was it just about the documents, or is there a larger play? Let's get into it, shall we? News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It's the Pete Callender Show, and the email is Pete at the Pete Callender Show. Coincidentally enough. Uh, com. Okay, don't put the coincidentally enough in there. It's the Pete at the Pete Callender Show.com. Sorry. Okay, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. So the New York Times has the official <clears throat> leaked storyline that they would very much like you uh, to adopt. Okay, here's the... Here's the narrative they seek to calcify on, uh, quote, on one side were officials from the National Archives, which is responsible for making sure that all presidential records are preserved according to the law and the Justice Department, which some people familiar with the inquiry said had grown concerned about the whereabouts of possible classified information and whether Mr. Trump's team was being fully forthcoming. And on the other side was Mr. Trump who in apparent contravention of the Presidential Records Act had taken a trove of material with him to his home at Mar-a-Lago when he left the White House. And that trove included sensitive documents and then, in the Justice Department's view, had failed to fully comply with requests that he return the disputed material. This is how it is being framed. This is just a fight over documents that made their way from the White House down to Mar-a-Lago uh, in January of 2021. I don't know if you remember. I'm old enough to remember what it was going on then. There was like a lot of uh, fallout from riots and people were wringing their hands about uh, insurrection and the democracy. And uh, yeah, there was some question about whether w- w- would Donald Trump go peaceably and all this, right? So during all of that commotion... Apparently, people just started tossing stuff into boxes, sealing them up and sending them down. Now, Trump was going through and declassifying things. According to Cash Patel, one of his guys that was in charge of doing this stuff, he said, oh, yeah, Trump went through and declassified a bunch of stuff. And by the way, just as a reminder, I know I wasn't on the air here at WBT during this time period. But remember what we learned from the Hillary Clinton server scandal It's not just about her emails. It's the server. 
right? The presence, the existence of the server was the scandal. Anyway, uh, oh, and she's fundraising off of that now, which is not really, that's not really the own that I think she thinks it is or her people think it is. Have you seen this? Yeah, she sent out a tweet with a picture of her from like, I don't know, 40 years ago uh, with a with a ball cap that they're selling. Eh, you got to have merch. I mean, today's day and age, everybody's got to have merch. It's very easy to do. I got merch. So you got to have merch. So uh, she's got the ball cap and it says, but her emails, which has become the, that's the, the dismissal that the left uses in order to not have to debate the particular merits and the details of what she actually did, which like the server was the smoking gun. The server's existence was the scandal. You set up a server that had virtually, you know, no uh, security controls on it. You routed all of your business through there and then you wiped it all clean, like with a cloth and you wiped it all clean and then you were like, oh, but I just, uh, they were just emails I deleted about Chelsea's wedding and the seating arrangements and such. Yeah, no, that's that's actually not what, you would not set up your own server for that purpose. And you would not wipe the server with a cloth uh, after being told, don't do that. Right? These are, so here's the other component to the, the whole Trump raid, not a raid. These are your standards, guys. Trump, you want me to be outraged? Let's say what? Let's say that Donald Trump stole a whole bunch of classified material, packed it into banker boxes, right? Drove it down like they were a bunch of hanging Chad ballots in Florida from 2000. He drove it down to Florida and he set them up in Melania's closet, and that's why they were going through all of her her clothes, which actually occurred, by the way. I don't know what they thought she was hiding in the in the dresses, but I don't know. So yeah, he told you. Takes it all, drives it down, and 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 now he's hoarding it, and he's going to sell it on the open market and all this stuff. So what? Right? That's your standard, right? The Jim Comey standard. You guys said it. You were like, oh, no reasonable DA would prosecute. Does that mean that the DOJ is not reasonable? Oh, you know, she, you know Granny didn't know what she was doing. Old Graham Graham, she just didn't know how to read the top secret markings. But as we learned during that scandal, the material is not classified because it is marked classified. The material is classified because of the material, right? The information makes it classified, not just the stamp. You stamp it because it's classified. <laughs> That's why you do it. it, it, it it's not about like she as the secretary of state should have known that this was classified material, even if it didn't have the stamp, which it did, by the way. But I thought that meant something else. I'm just so silly on these things. Now, Trump might actually get away with that excuse because I I really do doubt that he would know <laughs> what the what the different markings might be. I don't know. Nobody knows because the freaking DOJ won't put out a statement on this. But also neither will Trump. Neither will. He could put out a statement that details everything that they took. So back to the uh, back to the New York Times piece. Quote, Mr. Trump's aides and allies intensified their criticism of the search on Tuesday. You might say they pounced. They pounced just a tad. Calling it unnecessary and deserting without citing any evidence that it was a brazen use of prosecutorial power for political purposes. What do you mean without any evidence? Like, I just went over half a dozen examples 
of prosecutorial power being abused against Donald Trump, right? These examples go back years. And again, I say this as I'm not exactly the biggest Trump defender that you will encounter, okay? So I saw this stuff for what it was. This It gets back to one of the rules of journalisming, which is you can never detect the political machinations of anybody on the left, any of the Democrat, uh, Democratic Party members, any leftist, you can, you, you, I just, I can't figure it out. I, just, I can't see what would be the political motive in this move. I'm just, oh, it's so frustrating. But you also are, you are gifted, uh, you are blessed with the ability to detect every single political motivation by a Republican. That's the, that's the deal. You only get one superpower. See? And so you get the superpower of detecting all of the political motivations of every Republican. And by the way, it's always like hatred. Um, but in exchange for that superpower, you are blinded to all of the potential motives of Democrats. It is it's a double edged sword. It really is. a It's a cross to bear. She says, despite Mr. Trump's suggestions that an army of agents raided Mar-a-Lago and stormed through his home, the FBI conducted the search on a day when Mr. Trump was out of town and the club was closed. Oh, wasn't that thoughtful of them? The agents carried out the search in a relatively low-key manner. People with knowledge of the matter say, oh, so the people who have knowledge of the matter, who would that be? Is that people who carried out the raid? Do you think they may have a motive in saying it was a low-key affair that they weren't going through and, like, dumping uh, Melania's gowns and stuff all over the closet, which, you know, Trump world says they did. By some accounts, they were not seen donning the conspicuous navy blue jacket. I like that. By some accounts, by some accounts, that's really, that's the attribution that the New York Times, all the news that's fit to print, that like that's the level of attribution you use nowadays by some accounts, quote unquote, that they didn't use. Oh, they weren't even wearing their FBI jackets. I mean, they may have had a couple of the SUVs with their lights flashing out front, but they weren't wearing the FBI jackets, and that's key here, okay? See, it's totally, it's a low-key affair. Very, very low-key. Just took like 10 hours or something. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. WBT. Uh, a couple of messages here. This one from, um, this is from Scott. Oh, Scott. Scott says he knows what they found at Mar-a-Lago. They found Ray Epps. Ray Epps was, oh, that's where he's been hiding all this time. Uh, let's see here. I got a couple other messages. Let me, is it Pete at the Pete Callender show? Gary said, Pete, the unbelievable Trump raid, not a raid. Oh, yeah, on that question, raid, not a raid. Jan says if it's a trans raid, and in other words, it's a raid that doesn't identify as a raid, so it's a trans raid. But if a trans woman is a real woman, wouldn't that make a trans raid a real raid? I, I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. All right. Gary says the unbelievable Trump raid radicalized me. I knew there was corruption and political games with the uh, with the FBI and DOJ. My cousin was in the FBI at the end of Bush and the beginning of Obama era. And at that time, he said, you would not believe how political it is. 
that the FBI wasn't what people thought it was. I was anti-Madison Cawthorn for congressional re-election. I would vote for him now for Senate, though. We need a hundred Cawthorns. There's no more turning a blind eye. Government bureaucracy is corrupt to its core. They're doubling the IRS agents. Government agents. Oh, no, but they're only going after like the thousand billionaires. That's why they need like 87,000 auditors, which, by the way, full disclaimer, love the IRS and everybody in it. They're fantastic. Never make any mistakes. Anyway, the IRS doubling in that size like that, that's just they just need all of those IRS agents so they can really stick it to the rich people. Even though like the vast majority of people that they audit are people like that earn less than 200K a year. Anyway, uh, they're doubling the IRS agents. Uh, government agencies are being used as a sledgehammer against the left's enemies. They're playing dirty and have to be punished for anything to change. I'm not sure what it takes, but it's getting worse and people have to wake up, says Gary. And by the way, this is becoming a more and more dominant strain on the right. Uh, if you are of the left and you are not aware of this, or maybe you think, hey, you know what? Everybody on the right's crazy, so not a surprise, whatever. Um, this is becoming more and more, uh, this strain is becoming more and more vocal and louder. And it's winning more adherence, which may be the whole point, by the way. Right. That This may be the whole point to induce this reaction. Either that or you just, as I say, you don't think the other team gets an at bat when they do. Um, Eric Erickson, talk show host down in Georgia, he uh, on his sub stack, he had a, a very good point. He said, I've lost count of how many stories and narratives were so easily advanced in the press only to later be retracted or substantially revised. From the story about what Jim Comey was going to testify to Congress about, remember that one? To the story about Anthony Scaramucci working with a Russian hedge fund. To the story about the clearing of Lafayette Park during the riots. The press and the elite in the nation ran too easily with the worst framing of a story only to whisper the retractions. To this day, McClatchy still claims Michael Cohen flew to Prague to meet the Russians, even though the Mueller investigators debunked that. BuzzFeed did the story uh, that Trump ordered Cohen to lie to Congress, also debunked by the Mueller investigation. And one of the rare times Mueller publicly commented to refute a story that appeared in the press. These are the people that fully bought into the idea that Trump was an agent of Russia. And Russia stole the election. These are the people who have bought every rumor against Trump, amplified every attack on Trump, and run with every accusation against Trump, only to be retracted later. Except the one about sleeping with the playmates. That one was true. That one was true. Bane, welcome to the program. Hello, Bane. I only have like a, about a minute and a half, but it's all yours. I can be fast. I'll tell you along that same line. I promise you... And you heard it here first. He's got copies of everything they've got. Oh, Trump made photocopies of all the stuff yes, that sir. they seized? Yeah, more yes, than likely. Sir. And so if one is released or it's not released properly, he's going to show you what was released wrongly. Uh, he's it's, got copies. He's well, got copies. I want to believe that as well, but I also am not so sure because... Uh, some of the operational, like Trump is an ideas guy, you know, it's why he's so good at like the marketing side of things. He's an ideas guy. Operations. I think he turns that stuff over to others. And that's where I think maybe, maybe some people might not have gotten around to doing what 
Maybe he intended to. Because he also rips up. This is part of the problem. He rips up stuff after he reads it. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Always? Almost always. He takes the page, rips it up. And so when they asked for some of these documents back, they're getting pages that are taped back together. <laughs> uh, yeah, like that's, see what I mean, operations that's not exactly encouraging. Uh, Bain, I appreciate it. I think, I think you're right, though. I think he's probably got a lot of copies, or his lawyers do. They should. They should.